Well, hello. Thank you. It is a great pleasure and privilege to be here. Thank you to the organizers and hosts of this meeting. It's really a privilege to be here with all of you today. After working in startup companies for about 12 years, I'm now in my 20th year of employment in university technology transfer. And in that uh, capacity, it's my great privilege and honor to, to serve as the Vice President for Advocacy for Autumn, the Association of University Technology Managers, and on the Board of Directors with my good friend Sean, and earlier you saw Jane Muir and Kevin Cullen. Uh, it's a terrific group of people, and uh, I'm very fortunate to see them quite frequently at various spots around the world. We were in Florida together last week, Sean and I, and it was cold. <laughs> so. One thing Sean didn't mention today that we do is advocacy. He mentioned everything else, but left that one off of the list. And uh, I'm going to give here just a short list of some of the things that we, um, we do and what I'm going to present in the next few minutes. So as I've listened to my colleagues uh, from around the world today, I'm really struck by the great similarity uh, of challenges faced by all of us. It's pretty clear that budgets and policy discussions are not surprisingly intertwined almost everywhere uh, in the world at the moment. So just to jump into why federal relations and advocacy, which is really one and the same within the autumn organizational network, why federal relations is an important part of US university technology transfer. So as you can see from the numbers up there, US universities rely very heavily on federal support for, for their research activities. And most noticeably, of course, the um, National Institutes of Health um, provides a major percentage of uh, the research and life sciences uh, research support in US universities. Now, in my slides that I gave earlier, I had some really nice pictures. They seem to have disappeared midstream, so I apologize. If you want to see nice pictures later, we'll, we'll insert them in the package that we give to you. So while many, uh, maybe all universities in the US are actively attempting to enhance their industry support and collaboration, it's very clear that federal research support uh, is really the bedrock of research uh, support in the United States at the university level. So who are the stakeholders involved in this arena? Well, there are very many, and I've listed some of them here. Uh, federal agencies that provide the support uh, are clearly increasingly in the United States under pressure from Congress and from the Senate. Uh, those bodies looking for output or outcomes commensurate with the levels of investment that they have made in university research. Uh, and by extension, of course, support that has been provided by U.S. taxpayers. And what it comes down to, Kevin mentioned this earlier this morning, is jobs, jobs, jobs. When we talk to our elected officials, um, scientific papers are nice, they understand maybe that that's important, but that what they want to see from us increasingly is how we have an impact on job creation in their home state. So you heard from my friend and colleague Jane Muir earlier today that those of us who work in the public university system uh, face a particularly challenging environment uh, in this regard. 
My home state university system at the moment is looking at a $350 million budget deficit next year. Well, that, that amounts to about 30% of total funding from the state next year, which we will not have. I don't have to tell you how devastating a, a cut of that magnitude would be for a state institution or any institution. So what has happened is that state-level elected representatives uh, also have very ambitious and, and perhaps unreasonable goals and visions and expectations for their investments uh, in their state university systems. So the governing boards or the boards of trustees of, of most US public universities are populated by businessmen and lawyers and entrepreneurs and philanthropists, all of whom have very high expectations of positive outcomes and outputs from their support of their local universities. Now that's not to say that our colleagues in the private university system are not also subject to these high expectations. Uh, increasingly, private universities are also expected and again, by their boards of governors or their trustees to make or seem to be making a positive economic impact on the local community. So our mandate has really changed, and a couple of my colleagues earlier had mentioned this. We are now firmly in the US involved in economic development. It is a given that we are responsible for and have some uh, involvement in our state system and regions for economic development. So, Again, we're on uh, university roles here. Um, I think I might have jumped a slide there. Yes, indeed. So uh, additionally, our, our investigators, our students, our, our public, our, our taxpayers, and our corporations have expectations about what comes out of our universities, how easy we are to do business with. Very good point made earlier that we have to be seen to be business friendly. This is not always in absolute alignment with the way that we operate as academic institutions. And it has really led to some fairly momentous changes uh, over the last few years, uh, last decade in particular, on, on how we interact with the outside community. So in the time since Bayh-Dolak was, uh, was enacted in the US, most US universities have really uh, dedicated a significant portion of their activities to economic development expectations. The tech transfer office and the research office play a key role in economic development, but there are other offices within the university who we need to interact with as professionals that intersect very closely with areas of interest for technology transfer and research. These are the federal and government relations offices. And from my experience, those offices manage their interactions with elected officials with an iron glove. They are very, very cautious about the interactions and approaches that other officials from the university might make with elected officials in their state or their local uh, neighborhood. So the role of a federal relations or government relations officer in a university in the US is typically a very high profile position. Uh, typically that person will be the most uh, high level person in that area in a university, will be a vice president or a vice chancellor reporting directly to the university's president or chancellor, interacting with the board of trustees, so a very, very high level position. So, as a result of this, or part of the challenge that we have with this interest we all have as tech transfer and research officers uh, in regards to federal and government policy, but the fact that it's managed typically by another office, 
brings one of the uh, interesting complex areas that we have to deal with uh, in technology transfer. Challenges that we face in the US in the area of government relations aren't limited exclusively to tech transfer. There are many, many uh, fundamental elements of US government support and funding for higher education that are outside of the realm of the tech transfer and research office. But the most obvious area in which US university advocacy, which is run primarily via, in this context, in my discussion, by Autumn, uh, and the most important role we've been playing in, in recent years is in the area of reform in the US patent system. Jane Muir mentioned that this morning. So it's my opinion that while the interaction between universities and elected officials and government representatives and the like must be carefully and closely managed, it's really important that members of our profession, technology transfer, are aware of all events and circumstances that may have an impact on their work in tech transfer. So again, in most university campuses, there's a clear demarcation between who is responsible for uh, these interactions with elected officials. So it's crucial that we as tech transfer professionals are aware of the rules of engagement with the people who make the laws. It's also very important that tech transfer officers are very much aware of current legislative issues and initiatives not just because you want to have some impact on outreach to elected officials, but because what many of us have experienced is the panicked phone call from our federal relations vice president just before lunchtime because they need some information for the senator's office or the congressman's office, and oh, we need it by three o'clock this afternoon. So they want information about your metrics, about your performance, about how we compare with peers in various aspects of how we measure ourselves. And there are many areas in which we have to measure ourselves. So having this type of information uh, readily available uh, routinely will really put the office in a good position uh, with campus management, uh, provided we are in a knowledgeable position about ongoing issues uh, in the legislative arena. So I think it's really important that uh, tech transfer leadership in particular uh, values that nurtures relationships with their colleagues in federal relations around campus. So what is Autumn's role in this area? Well, uh, as I mentioned, the, the ability or authority to interact with government entities uh, in US uh, universities is typically limited to those with that specific function on campus. Autumn and other professional associations, to some extent, are able to deflect the challenge of having individual campuses or individual professionals uh, deal with interactions with elected officials. Uh, when we're talking about Autumn here via its advocacy office, and pretty much that's me and the president um, and an assistant vice president for advocacy and a new executive director, when Autumn contacts elected officials in the government air, uh, affairs area, then the individual practitioner is shielded a little bit from the potential problems that I mentioned in terms of uh, pretending or appearing to uh, represent their campus when in fact they're not speaking for their campus when they speak with elected officials. So many of the other higher education associations based in Washington DC are actually <coughs> associations in which the members are the university itself, the institution. So when their representatives speak with elected officials, they are in fact speaking on behalf of their university. 
I think most of the tech transfer organizations represented here are associations with individual members. So when we as individual members speak with elected officials, we are not representing our universities. And uh, we need to make that very important distinction um, when we go into DC and make sure that we know that uh, who, who we are representing is a profession and not the university itself. So, moving to sort of a summary here of things that technology transfer professionals uh, ought to be doing, in my uh, opinion, is to um, really recognize that we may benefit by close engagement with our federal relations officers. It's a two-way street. We sometimes need help from our federal relations officers. They sometimes need help from us. And so it's really important to engage in conversations with them to know what's going on. I do know that many of my colleagues in technology transfer really do not like politics, policy, or politicians in particular. Uh, but the reality is that technology transfer uh, professionals do not operate in a vacuum. We are affected by everything that happens in DC at the legislative uh, level and in our state legislatures. So whether or not we enjoy this type of engagement, we uh, are affected by policies, politics, and politicians. Now, as a self-confessed news junkie or news hound, this is fun for me. I enjoy this interaction of uh, tech transfer and politics. Sean, not so much, I don't think. Um, I have a couple of board member friends on the autumn board who really are very reluctant to even engage in this conversation. But I do think it is so important. And i just leave you with uh, one example uh, of a current legislative challenge, which has in fact been an ongoing legislative challenge for those of us in the US, and that is patent reform efforts that have been supported mainly by the information technology sector. So make no mistake, we are facing massive challenges in this area. And uh, the severity of the threat to US technology transfer is, unfortunately, I'm afraid, not recognized by many practitioners in the area. We have a new Congress in the United States. They were seated just a couple of weeks ago. Several members have made it very clear that patent reform is viewed now with a Republican majority as an easy target for bipartisan support, and that they are pushing for passage of a bill of patent reform very early in this session. Now, unfortunately, many of our rivals and competitors in this area are extremely well-funded by Google, mainly, I have to say. Uh, and they have captured the attention of many lawmakers who do not choose to delve too deeply into what is a very complicated uh, area of law and policy. A senator from my former state who was on the Senate Judiciary Committee once told me, this patent stuff, it makes my head hurt. And his opinion is not too far away. He was a lawyer as well, and it made his head hurt. So uh, as we mentioned already, passage of unfavorable legislation in this area could have a really catastrophic effect negatively on our ability as tech transfer professionals to deliver results that our elected officials want to see. So finally, if I have, I have pictures on this slide, that's nice. Uh, if I have recommendations, uh, this is what I would say. All interactions between tech transfer and, and federal relations and government relations officers, in those areas, it's really important to recognize and respect boundaries, to recognize rules and roles, and particularly protocols and procedures. 
and I have to say that uh, failure to adhere to these rules uh, may be what we call a uh, career-limiting event. That's the other version of what a CLE stands for, I think. Um, so at the risk of overstressing this point, I, I really believe that awareness of current legislation initiatives and stakeholder points of view are really important, uh, not only because of the impact of legislation, which seems somehow remote from licensing on a daily basis, uh, and interaction with corporate clients, but because those very issues could, in fact, be driving the behavior of our licensees and corporate partners. So it's important to recognize that legislative and policy issues uh, seldom arise without some history. So be aware, make sure that your staff are aware of current legislative issues. It's easy to find access to uh, newsletters and uh, press releases that uh, talk to the issues that are uh, of importance to those of us who are involved in this business. Um, some of us from the Tech Transfer Associations represented here have begun to put together an international advocacy uh, approach, because these things are different in every nation, obviously. Uh, but the US Patent Reform Initiative has an impact on everybody globally who is in the business of technology transfer. U.S. Patent Office is a huge market, and uh, we are very mindful of that, and are looking forward to some great collaborations with our colleagues around the world in this area. So thank you for your attention, and look forward to talking with you later. <laughs>